0: Hello and welcome to episode 161 of Constructing Comics, a podcast building stories, one page and one panel at a time. On this episode, we have reviews of DC Comics' Strange Adventures, issues 4, 5, and 6. Your creative team on Strange Adventures is writer Tom King, art by Mitch Jarrods, and Evan Doc Shaner. and your letterer is Clayton Klaus. This is your spoiler alert for issues 1 through 6 of Strange Adventures, um, and this is Matt and I'm joined by Constructing Comics co-host Noah. Hey there. So Noah, as we, um, you know, we reached the last page of issue six, this is the the, the midpoint of the 12-issue series. What are your thoughts um, as we as we finish up issue six and are at the halfway point?
1: I, at first, I wasn't, you know, I, I think this book sort of set itself up as being more of a, a mystery, you know, from the start. And mm-hmm. I kind of like how it's it's taking its time building the characters and things like that so that they were getting close to a i guess a reveal um on an issue six and i think we're, we're finally just getting started it's it's excuse me to to put it in true detective terms like we've just killed reggie Ledoux, that kind of thing mm-hmm. and uh now we're gonna be you know trying to figure out what, what happens now, like after what we think is the, the, you know, what we've been thinking the whole time is the real mystery isn't actually the mystery. Um, so yeah, I really like the, 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 bait and switch that happened in issue six, but what about you?
0: Yeah, I, I like it. It's definitely, um, I think it would definitely classify as a slow burn, which, which I'm okay for. Yeah. I'm okay with, I'm okay with the sort of slowed down, um, Storytelling. Um, I don't know if necessarily anybody who um, sort of likes, you know, their their one-shots, their, you know, get in, tell a quick story, it would really enjoy this, um, reading it in single issues uh, month to month, but but I am enjoying it. Um, So uh, no, I, I, I do like it. Um, I'm enjoying it. I'm just wondering, and I I had a section where we we're going to talk about predictions at the end. Do you want to mm. hold off on predictions or do you want to do a couple of predictions uh, here before we go into to the issues?
1: Uh, I think I'd like to do it at the end because I, I, my thoughts are still sort of like, I go back and forth on these issues. Mm-hmm. So maybe by the end, I'll have figured out what my predictions are. But I think it could go up anyway. Oh yeah right now like i'm just like it could go anyway and yeah it's
0: all right yeah. so i think uh i think what we'll do is we'll we'll go into four um you know we had had these sort of uh storytelling devices where where the sort of the odd number issues your one and your threes were from mostly um, adam strange's viewpoint and then two and four were for more of mr terrific's uh standpoint and and four seems to to be that as as well even though there are a number of sort of um flashbacks but a lot of that is it seems like that's being done from you know mr terrific's um uh you know research uh, what did you think about how how four went
1: i thought it was really good uh at first i wasn't that big a fan of it i actually read it around the same time we read i read uh Uh, number four of uh, Wonder Woman Dead Earth as Mm -hmm. well and both of those issues I was just sort of not impressed with at first and uh, like we I even like sort of I talked about it with other people and I was just like I'm just sort of not getting into this but then I reread it when I thought we were going to do we were going to record it maybe back in September early September and August and uh I changed my mind completely. Like I was like, no, I actually really like this issue. And, uh, it's, it flows really nicely. It's got a cool, it's got great, uh, mystery solving things that sort of, uh, flesh out the world of ran Mm -hmm. and how it's going to be interacted with. And it was sort of cool to see that world building going on. Um, there's a lot of, I mean, there's still the, it's not like it's all world building. There's still a lot of character development, um, not so much with mr terrific he's still just the observer in this issue mostly um but it it does sort of set up a dynamic between more of a dynamic now between him and um uh uh, i can never remember her name but uh adam's wife
0: yeah uh, is it is it like alana or elena yeah Yeah.
1: or something like that
0: yeah Yeah. um so while we're talking about four, we're, we're still sort of doing the the three. A lot of the three-panel widescreen shots, which mm-hmm. uh, which you know flow really well um, as far as the pacing. I think what's interesting with four is is that uh, you know we see Mister Terrific doing his research, but then when we cut to sort of uh, Adam Strange in you know on Earth. Um, we expand the sort of the DC universe. We see some characters um, that we haven't had before. I mean, before I think most of their interactions were with Batman. So here we and there was a, there was you know some snippets of Adam flying around with Superman, but we we expand on it here. But I I, I thought as far as like connecting it to the to the DC universe uh, in general, they did some great uh, things here. You know, they brought in Hal. Um, and stuff like that so I, I enjoyed sort of just seeing some more characters if at the very least just getting a chance to see you know these artists get a chance to draw um, you know these classic DC heroes I mean there's a full-page spa- splash um, by uh, uh, Doc Shaner of uh, you know Hal landing at the at the Harris Airfield so that Ferris Airfield so that, that was a lot of fun
1: My favorite is the well, I like I like the build up to that reveal of Green Lantern. Uh, It's not that build up. It's just sort of more of a page turn. And then there's Green Lantern, this full page spread. But then with Superman, there's like a, a whole page build up to his reveal. I really like that, you know, starting with Doctor Strange talking and then it's the shot of the dead, not the dead alien, but like the knocked out alien on the moon with a pole in the forefront and then a hand picks up the pole and you realize it's uh, a flagpole and it's Superman replanting the American flag back on the moon. And that's like three quarters of the page is a great reveal of Superman with uh, for, yeah Superman in the left side of the page. And then Adam strange in the foreground on the right side of the page, leading you off. And I, I really like how he breaks uh, Superman breaks the panel borders then. Um, in uh, on the, even on the next page, the page after that, he doesn't, but it's sort of cool to sort of see like, you know, them treating Superman as sort of larger than life. Uh, what I thought, what I noticed about this issue, and I don't know if you noticed this too, but there's kind of a change in tone with the Doc Shaner parts. Uh, in the previous issues, it seemed like they had sort of had a lighter, more comic booky tone, but now like they're getting a little more gritty you know, in dialogue and sort of subject material. So it seemed like in the first three issues, there's kind of good versus evil sort of classic, you know, noble savage type stuff. And then on this one uh, you kind of get into the complexities of everything a little bit more. And it's starting, it's not bleeding over completely because it's still a little more optimistic than the the Mitch Jared's parts, but there's sort of a darker tone to all of it with like, both Hal Jordan and Clark Kent basically saying your plan, it's on your own, Adam. Like we can't help you, you know? Um, well, I don't know if you noticed that too.
0: Uh, I, I, really didn't, but you bringing that up, I, I do now. And I'm wondering if a little bit of that is sort of your classic, uh, three act story structure where sort of, you know, you think about like, uh, star Wars, uh, Mm. you know, you have a new hope and then you have Jedi, which I'm sorry. And then you have empire in the middle, which is, uh, you know, bleaker and darker. Um, So I wonder if we're sort of following just setting up challenges and, you know, making things seem more, you know, uh, dramatic, you know, putting more obstacles for, for the heroes to, to deal with. So I'm wondering if that's just, you know, a a story structure, uh, you know, device as well.
1: Yeah, I wonder if that's a good point, because even when we get to issue six, it's definitely follows the sort of uh, to uh, like, you know, it's definitely kind of the second act ending in the uh, w- with the, where we land off on the doc shaner storyline. Um, but I, this also was probably the first issue where they brought up or like it was a, a big part of the story. Um, sort of one of Dr. Strange's kryptonites is that he can't stay in one place for very long, or he has no control. Of being zapped across the universe mm-hmm. and i really like the, how they developed that in this um it's very uh, it's very like it's not relatable but it, it's it's such a it's a cool way that they do it and they show sort of the urgency of like you know like you said putting obstacles in their way it's a cool use of that device as an obstacle for the character
0: Yeah, so uh, moving along in issue four, uh, you know, we have the interaction with with uh, Adam and 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 soup on on the moon, Um, but then we cut back to sort of uh, Mister Terrific, Um, and I think what's cool here is is again the the use of two artists. Um, A lot of times, uh, you know, it's they handle it, you know. Shayner is handling sort of more of the, the 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 flashbacks, the the you know the real heroic stuff. Where uh, Mitch is handling most of sort of like the the modern stuff, the the sci-fi stuff, and the the investigative stuff. Um, but the page after we do the shift, you know, we have two, um, and I'm saying after the the Superman splash and Adam and 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 Superman talking, we do the we do the switch of artists in the middle of the page, which is, which is an interesting way to sort of change the, the setting. Um, and we go to terrific uh, being sort of, uh, you know, looked at by the authorities on, um, on, on the planet. Uh, and it, the color shift to the blue. What do you, what do you think about that there? I really like that. And I liked how,
1: um, yeah. There's a color shift. There's a couple of color shifts there from like blue to green to show, to sort of settle, like have this uneasiness grow, mm-hmm. you know? So like it starts off sort of warmer and gets colder until like, it's just lifeless and it's, yeah, it's very uneasy, but also everyone's, um, everyone acts is really interesting too. As they go through like just smiling through their teeth uh, to being, you know, uh, I'm trying to say like to being just like full on frustrated with him when, uh, the King of Ran, Alana's father, uh, enters the picture.
0: Yeah. So, um, terrific is sort of accosted by security forces, but you know, he being the, the, you know, the power set that he has, he quickly dispatches of them. Mm -hmm. Um, and he's, he's going to continue on with, with sort of his, his mission. Um, you know, we have some more flashbacks, uh, with, with with Adam um, that are handled really well sort of him's just sort of laying in a, in a field looking up at the stars and then sort of you know he's then he's trans you know he's, he's thinking back about laying on the on the battlefield um terrific sort of has a interaction with uh, the leaders of the planet um and he he smacks. Uh, I'm assuming he that's uh, Elena's father that that he smacks back, right? Yeah,
1: that's the king of Rand. Yeah, he doesn't he doesn't suffer fools no matter what their status is.
0: Which is which is a which is a great moment. Um, yeah. And then we we cut back to to Adam and um, in a flashback scene um, that sort of moves this issue along. Um, what do you think about how how four ended? Um I thought it was good
1: i mean again it 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 kind of uh it definitely sort of some it, it cemented the the doubts that we had that that uh there was definitely something being hidden on ran it's not as cut and dry as we as we thought it was mm-hmm. um and I'm also sort of i i kind of go back and forth as to whether or not this flashback is what really happened to or if this like uh, like I think at the end of issue six it kind of is a little clearer as to whether or not but when i was reading this i was like i don't know if any of this is true actually you know the the doc shaner portion or if it was just sort of a a lie um because there is sort of there is still that tonal difference between the characters and uh how they interact with each other in the past versus the present
0: yeah i agree there there's certainly um the way that this mystery has been set up, there's certainly, a, it allows for a lot of doubt to, to come into your mind and, and wondering what is real, um, what characters are saying, if they're, if they're being completely truthful, you know, if they're, if they're hiding things. And a lot of the way the sort of the conversation is written by Tom King, he sort of makes you feel like, um, you know, even when, um, and we're probably gonna talk about this a little bit more, when Alana and, and, and Mr. Terrific are walking around, they're sort of telling things, they're telling things to each other, but not really telling them either the whole story or um, um, just sort of leaving some questions, some doubt in, in your mind as the reader. But let's, let's move to five. Um, so I think what's interesting here is, is that, um, and we've talked about this um, in other reviews and earlier on, we've sort of done this uh, every other issue is uh, a strange issue or a terrific issue. But here, it's a strange issue, but it's focusing more on um, Alana, which yeah. I, I thought was interesting because here we are in the middle and we're we're getting more from, from her. So um, what are your thought, general thoughts on Five? And then we'll talk a little bit about the the story uh, inside of this issue.
1: I thought it was good. I, I liked the political intrigue of this one, especially with the the court hearings, like mm-hmm. it's like a Senate hearing uh, about the alien invasion, sort of like this impending alien invasion by the, the aliens that wiped, almost wiped out Ran. And uh, I really liked that section with Martian Manhunter. And uh, it was kind of interesting to read the section about in the, in the cave as well. Like I sort of like how Tom King can really, he, he does a good job at showing the love between characters I remember that being one of my favorite parts of, well, that I don't remember. It's one of my favorite parts of Mr. Miracle. And it's definitely mm-hmm. one of my favorite parts here is how he builds romance between characters really well. And uh, and, and part of it's also Doc Shiner being really good at, t- at showing their emotions um, throughout this and same with Jared's. But uh, no, I really like this issue and uh, um, interesting to, to leave it off where it does and then um yeah, like kind of again, just let us uh yeah, it just sort of leaves us on a cliffhanger and it, it really feels like it leaves you hanging, especially when you read the next issue as well.
0: Yeah, I I I'm flipping through it now and just sort of um just sort of looking at sort of the tone and the and the and the color scheme. Um, you know, I think one thing that's interesting here is is that. You know the the original Adam Strange stories would have been sort of like your um, your pulpy um, you know sort of disposable you know stories from from that time frame and what would have also gone along with that would be like your your, your you know your noir sort of detective films mm. and I feel like sort of the glow of like when strange and Alana are just sort of sitting around talking, it looks you know it looks like old classic sort of like Hollywood. Um, so I, I think that's really interesting. Um, but like you said, we we, we we do get a lot of stuff here in, in the cave um, and the, the Senate trials. Um, I would have to think that modern events um, would influence, you know, Tom King to sort of have these sort of uh, Senate trials as a way to sort of, further the story along what, what do you think about that
1: I definitely agree with you there and especially when we get into the next issue too there are some things that are just very uh not on the nose but it, they're very timely and I think he does I don't think he does it to a point where it distracts me as much I really think it does enhance the story
0: yeah I think you know it's very difficult I would have to assume to not have real world events sort of in some way impact the way you want to tell stories because he's probably walking around with these stories in his head, but he's also probably, you know, being somebody that would have come from, you know, if his prior career would have been in the, you know, in the government, he's, you know, he lives in DC, um, you know, it, it's gotta be a hard way for it to not influence uh, storytelling. I also think, and I uh, this'll be something that we
1: we, we talk about into predictions and thinking something I'm thinking about right now. So I don't, I don't just jumble over my thoughts on this, but every issue ends with a quote from a comics person, a historical comics figure.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I, we kind of made this assumption at the beginning when we first started reviewing it, that this book is sort of a way for Tom King to work through a lot of uh, personal problems with, that he's had in comics, mm-hmm. especially like with how Adam Strange is being treated in the current Uh, like current timeline it does weirdly parallel tom king in a lot of ways with sort of the some of the interactions he has with people and um i wonder if yeah like if we ever went back through this book if we could draw direct parallels to things that happened at dc you know during this time uh and uh I'm, i'm guessing we probably won't have a section where like you know thousands of people get laid off in this book or anything (laughs) like that. But uh, even then though, there is some sort of weird, I think it's just, I think this book is also him working through a lot of stuff that's happening at DC because from what I understand about all the the stuff that's happened there this year with Dan Didio leaving. And then of course, the huge layoffs, it had to have been a long time coming. And I'm guessing he probably saw it. And I'm guessing this, this book is sort of a, a product of a lot of that stuff too.
0: Yeah, I think certainly early on it was more on the nose in, in the first couple of issues, you know, sort of Adam Strange sitting at a table signing books for fans. Uh, you could draw the parallels pretty easily there. It's 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 turned to a more subtle way of doing it in, in the yeah. middle, but I, I agree with you. And I do I do like the reading the the quotes from, from comics creators, you know, a lot of times you'll pick up a book and they'll just be sort of like this nebulous sort of general quote from like you know somebody that you hear from all the time sort of like you know an Einstein or a Nietzsche or something they just sort of uh just, just really general but it does play into the book but I I really enjoy the fact that like a lot of these quotes have come from you know folks in um in comics uh so that's that's been a, a neat way to do it and it's also sort of tied into to, to the themes here and and I I have enjoyed that
1: yeah it's it's been cool th- to see that um and this issue is yeah this issue is really like I uh, this is sort of like I I would say that this I don't know like ev- every time I, I read one of these issues I I don't feel like I I've read like how I read how I feel when I read other comics mm-hmm. and I know that's that's a good thing obviously because it's not the same person who works on it But there is sort of something different where, you know, when you're reading this and it's, it's not just in the printing, but you sort of feel a prestige format to this book. Mm -hmm. That's really nice. And uh, this issue, especially just sort of feels that, like, I think with just how I think maybe it's because of the singular focus of Alana Mm -hmm. in both timelines. It really, uh, like this issue is sort of probably the standout so far. At least I think it is. Um, just how unified it is and it just feels like a a really nice it's a nice read
0: yeah and I'm flipping through this again and uh, you know I think I talked about it a little while ago but a lot of the stuff with Alana is sort of illuminated with the the glows of you know camera lights or, or or you know golds and yellows and that's an interesting way that they're doing it it doesn't have to you know I don't think we've ever got Sort of in the book, sort of like the the story narration, sort of like then, now, here, there. We sort of we sort of handled that with with the color shifts. So mm. the, that's a great way of doing it. And they almost all all these people almost certain kind of have their own sort of theme with their colors. Like you know, p- panels with Alana in there um, in modern times are, are are gold. So I I, I really appreciate that. Um,
1: I also really love the sequence where she's talking and you see the, the sort of jet stream of Adam's uh, rocket pack zooming past all the, all the, uh, all the different um, landscapes. mm -hmm. That's a really cool sequence.
0: Yeah. So, um, there's, there's, there's some flashback, you know, filling in some of the story when they're, when the, when they're strange and Alana are sort of stuck in the cave, which is, uh, which is a lot of fun. Um, but then we shift back, there's a, uh, a splash page of, um, Alana sort of on the balcony, uh, in in DC. Um, and I, I thought like the, the composition of that page was, was, was pretty great. What, what, what do you think about that page? Because you know, we've talked a lot about sort of centering the image to sort of make it uh, pleasing and appealing to, to the viewer. But you as an artist, what do you, what do you think about that, that full page of you know, her looking out?
1: I love how everything is sort of, uh, again, I, I just like sort of more abstract expressionistic artwork in general. Mm-hmm. And, and I really like how Jared's has sort of more suggested landscapes here. I love how it's all blurred, except for like the Washington monument on the other side of the reflecting pool. And that's like, but I know what it is, and not just because I live in D.C., but it's also such a well, it's such a well, like, you know, documented, whatever, you know, well photographed, well painted, like, you know, view mm-hmm. of D.C., and it's always great to see something done differently. And I just, I would love to hear what what Jared was thinking when he was sort of painting this, this page. Cause it's not, it's not what you normally think of when you look at DC, but it, it captures DC really well um, as a city and, and as a landscape. And I really love it. But also one of the details I love is that it's very expressionistic, but light works. Like, I mean, light works like how light works in this. And there's some very realistic things in here like the shadow the shadows from the uh the railing
0: mm-hmm.
1: um sort of going behind uh behind alana and the page it's really beautiful it's probably the this this issue has two two really good splash pages and uh, we'll talk about the other one as we get to it um
0: yeah um so before we move on from this page what do you think about the fact that sort of the the washington monument there um in the in the full page is sort of more illuminated and and bright uh I, i feel like it's almost sort of telling us that you know more to the fact that the structure that this thing is sort of should be like this this symbol this sort of uh you know, hope to, to aspire for too. Um, so do you think sort of the fact that it's it's bright and sort of uh, reflecting and, and, and do, you, do you think a little bit went in there? I know that it's great to sort of, uh, you know, use light and shadow um, on, a, on a 2D image to sort of bring it to life. But what do you think about the fact that it almost looks like, it doesn't look like a structure right there. It looks like almost like a, like a, a, a blast of light
1: yeah, like a beacon, right? Yeah, that's, yeah, I like that a lot. Um, I wonder if it's sort of like supposed to be like a representation of freedom too, you know? Mm-hmm. I wonder if that's what it is, like her looking out and seeing the birds fly away, also in the distance. And then of course the railings. I mean, always when you have like railings or something like that, that represents sort of being trapped, you know? And uh, so I wonder if it's sort of a longing for freedom and the Washington Monument is sort of a symbol of freedom, obviously, mm-hmm. and uh, so I think, yeah, I think, yeah, there's definitely some layered symbolism in there.
0: Yeah, and I think uh, this is probably J.J. Abrams' favorite page with all oh, the yeah. with all the lens flares that are that are going off there. Yeah, he's getting a massive boner from this one, right? <laughs> this, this page
1: right here. But and, no, I you love know, I love the reflections on him really though.
0: Yeah, I, I I agree. Um, so we, we, we stick with Alana for a little bit. She's sort of talking to, to, an aide um, uh, on the balcony. Um, you know, so that storyline's going along, but then we do switch back to sort of, uh, the, the cave that they're trapped in. Um, and they're sort of making their, you know, they're, 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 they're fighting for their survival. They, they get some water, um, there's a there's a sequence here where again we go to the 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 three panels the the wide three panels and and the pacing here is sort of like consistent so what do you think about the fact uh on these two pages where they 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 get the water and they start drinking the water um as an artist what do you what do you think here
1: this this scene really flowed really well and really effectively like it's it's good romance. It's mm-hmm. really good. Like the passion is there and it's believable. One thing I like about this issue and it's sort of, I just think that this is something that's really cool in any comic when they do this, but when like things evolve, like objects evolve. So like Adam's yeah, blaster like evolves throughout this issue. Um, like where it starts out, like, you know, him reaching for it in order to shoot the, the alien at the beginning and then later using it to start a fire and then right here using it just as like a hammer to mm-hmm. break down the, uh, you know, to, to break, to, to break the water. Like, that's really cool to see sort of like the devolution evolution of something. And uh, I guess it's sort of also sort of symbolic of how like their mental state and also their, like, I guess relationship is sort of being broken down to it's like primal level. And then that's where this love scene comes in. Mm-hmm. So I really like the pacing. And it's sort of, again, a good, and I like how it gets closer and closer and more intimate as it progresses. And then of course you have the splash page, which uh, I think I was reading issue one in uh, while I was waiting for my oil to get changed. And um, when I turned the page and there was that first sex scene and like, there was a first full page of them having sex. Like I had to like cover it up (laughs) in a public place. I think this time I was reading it at my desk at, at my home. So I actually didn't have to do that this time around, which was nice. Um, But no, I really like the pacing here. I like that it it ends on that full page spread, and you really feel the 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 passion between these two characters. But uh, what what were your thoughts?
0: No, I'm I'm in total agreement there. I uh, you know it's sort of the the page before the splash is it's consistent sort of one two three four five six in the beats, and then sort of we, you know the 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 magic of of comics the, the. using of the page turn we get the moment where we um where we slow where we slow down and and we get sort of the the impact moment Um, i thought one thing that was interesting here um this page i i I know that it's 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 not intended but that is this is the closest this book has looked to to saga um oh yeah as as i've ever as, as i've ever seen it just it just looks like you know, if I would have changed uh, a little bit of the the characters, that could easily have been, uh, is it Marco? And I guess maybe we have another Alana?
1: Yeah. One thing also I'm, I'm realizing about this page, and it's sort of been creeping in a little bit more and more of the glitches and sort of how the, the alignment of the colors gets off at times mm-hmm. in the past. Which I think is supposed to hint towards sort of it being a little askewed, you know, the perspective on the past. And on this Flash page, you see that like, there's sort of a, 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 like, there's some, if you look at, like, their shoulders, uh, especially Alana's shoulders, you can kind of see the alignment being off, mm-hmm. and uh, that happens in the next issue more, um, but, yeah, that's, uh, yeah, you're right, though, it is very Saga, it's very Fiona Staples, especially when you look at the, um, like, I think Fiona, I can't remember Fiona Staples, does she, does she color her own work? I'll have to look at it again.
0: I think, um, I think that's the case.
1: Yeah, so, like you have, um, you have some like painterly stuff happening here. Like if you look at, uh, I guess if you look at Alana's hair, like there's some like brush strokes that aren't black or anything like that that sort of cut through the black forms. Mm-hmm. And there's some like highlights on the back of her hair, like the 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 more uh, turquoise highlights. Yeah, that are very painterly. So that maybe that's sort of also very Fiona Staples esque
0: yeah that's true and this is a point where in your job you uh you know you might have to go collect some reference so you yes. know there's always the part where you know maybe uh your significant other walks in and asks what you're doing you're like ah, i'm just collecting reference for uh for a comic page i'm putting together
1: yes exactly that's all that it is
0: <laughs> so um after that scene we we do shift back to sort of um you know uh, you talked about this a little bit the adam's jet pack but you know as he's going through the scene but alana's making a drink she's sort of talking through some stuff um and then you know adam lands in front of her um again we, we kind of shift back to this to this gold um you know illum- brightly illuminated theme here um but you talked about this a little bit earlier the the jet pack going through the uh the you know the landscapes but uh as we get towards the end of the issue how do you think uh, things are going here with with how this is ending
1: um i like how uh they like you sort of said at the beginning that like you when we talked about the older issues that there's a alana and uh, adam's relationship is good on the outside it seems like she's very supportive they're both on edge obviously But with each other, they're very loving and understanding at times. And this Mm -hmm. is sort of the the same case here that she's very supportive or at least acting supportive, but there's still some uneasiness to it all, you know? Like, I think it's because we we see how happy she is right here and then just sort of how stressed out she is in her private moments. I think maybe that's where the uneasiness comes from. Um, And there's also sort of this, like, I don't know. Adam's being is very, is portrayed very much. So like a guy who is insecure and just needs react. needs to be reaffirmed a lot, you know? Mm -hmm. So during this conversation where they cut back and forth between uh, Alana making the drink and Adam flying through all the different locations, that's sort of what the conversation is, is sort of this reassurance, you know, the whole time, like, yeah, it's interesting. Um, yeah, I just like, I, I think I'm, I'm, really, it, I'm really impressed by this series. And I think, I think Tom King gets a bad rap, but he's a good writer. And I think that that, that shows in just how subtle, like there are clear differences, but there's subtle differences between the tones of the two timelines, you know, not a lot of art writers can do that, like distinguish two times by two different tones and have them be distinguished, but also not like cliched. I think that's, that's impressive.
0: Um, yeah i agree because you know this is a black label book which allows them to do you know different things and they're not sort of uh encumbered by you know being in the in the the you know the the main dc universe because i'm flipping through this and you know for at surface level this is a superhero book but i don't think anybody sort of takes any action or in the current timeline or 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 you know we don't have like a fight scene other than sort of them um you know trying to you know fight for their survival um so this is a this is a really great way to sort of tell a story um you know in in sort of you, you think of this as a superhero book you know just looking at the covers and and stuff like that but it's 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 really not.
1: Um, It's not like in the action sense of things where there's a clear good guy and bad guy, you know? And even then, like, it's interesting to see how uh, they've been talking about this alien race that they had to fight against in in the previous timeline. But we've not seen the alien race this whole time, you know? And we don't see them until the next issue. And even then, we don't really get a good glimpse of them. So they've been building up this this big baddie but they haven't shown it and every time that there is some other bad guy it's always done as like not even like a side note it's just like you know adam has to go off and help the justice league do something but that's never where the source of the conflict comes from it's all between the interactions of the characters and this mystery of whether or not adam strange committed a massive war crime and uh yeah it's just it's really good like i'd say this is a really good tone and um yeah, I like how it ends, where the last issue ends with Mister Terrific talking to Alana.
0: Yeah, so um, I, I I enjoyed that too because that's a good way to sort of tie us into the to the way uh, six starts again. We're, we're sort of we have twelve issues. We um, we uh, you know we have a strange family focused book. And then we, um, we, we transition to sort of strange and in his investigation, which I think is going to go really well when this is put together, yeah. sort of uh, the way these, these will be collected as a, as a 12 issue series, but let's uh, let's move to, to six, the the final book in our re uh, our review for, for this episode, you, you sort of mentioned that five, is uh, terrific and Alana talking. And that's again, where we start, um, with six. Um, so, you know, I think one thing that's interesting here is it's, um, sort of a slow moment. Um, you know, we have a credits page, um, the two people talking, you know, we, we also sort of have, you know, if we want to talk about storytelling, we can tell where they're positioned, you know, yeah. um, you know, if you look at the end of five, uh, they're sitting on two separate uh, sides of a couch and that carries over to the to the first page. Well, I don't know if that's that's not that's not the last page. It's the, the last page we see or the last panel of five that we see with Alana and Mr. Terrific. They maintain their positions uh, as we move into six. So, again, when this is all collected, I think it's going to work together really well.
1: Yeah, well, I'm, I'm excited to sort of binge read this. Um, in, in trade form when it's done, I, but I am I, I do it is one of those issues. So it is one of those series, though, that I do look forward to each month um, picking up. Um, but we all, I think this is our wellness at least it's been a while since we've had a full double page spread. Um, and uh, I think the 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 next page next two pages are, are really beautiful, the, the landscape of Ran.
0: Um, yeah, those two. No, it's again, I, I think you're right. Uh, you know, we've had a lot of either three quarter page splashes or or single page splashes, but this may be the first uh double page, um, which has gotta be good for good for the writer. Um, you know, you write uh yeah. you write uh two pages, you write uh, you know, escape of uh is this Rand here? Uh yeah. Rand uh, you know. Adam is sitting on a cliff, Alana's walking to him. And then, and then it takes the artist, you know, four and a half days to, to draw that. Yeah. And much in Tom King fashion,
1: there's this lightness to the dialogue right before they're about to enter into a bloody battle. And this is in the Doc Shaner timeline. Um, but uh, I think the, the noir mystery element is kind of pushed forward in this issue a lot too with the, uh, Uh, mr terrific and alana walking through the snow Mm -hmm. it is very it does feel a lot like like girl with the dragon tattoo kind of stuff
0: oh that's Um, a good point
1: like what during this time and not not just because both take place in very cold places but i i wonder if that's also kind of it it definitely feels like that um in that sequence
0: yeah so you, you so you brought that up um we 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 have a little bit of uh you know a flashback on rand but then we cut to um we cut to alana and terrific walking through uh the snow um it's a little not as blue as like Remember when we, and the other issue where we saw uh, Mr. Terrific sort of being costed by the uh, the security forces on RAND, it was a, you know, a very blue. Here we go to almost like a bluish green. So we still, yeah. he still sort of has his, his color scheme. Um, but again, it's it's a great way to to make us feel the the cold of, of the snow and how bundled up they are. Yeah. Um, but they're sort of going around. Um, And as this conversation continues, we get a little bit more insight into, to Mr. Terrific. And again, this, this again is sort of uh, his issue. So I I enjoyed that part. But what did you think about uh, the scenes of them walking?
1: I really liked it. I liked how, um, yeah, it gets into Terrific's sort of background and sort of what, what his philosophy is as a hero. I didn't, I don't know much about Mr. Terrific. So it's sort of cool to have this origin story be delivered in this conversation. Mm -hmm. where two characters are relating to each other one thing i really appreciate now looking at it is that i'll have to go back and look at the other issues but alana follows a strict like color scheme with her outfits like it's like white blue and yellow Mm -hmm. you know and then that's sort of how it is in the past as well it's always the blue and yellow um and but even in the excuse me while she's walking with mr terrific she's wearing a yellow hat and yellow gloves and has like a yellow stripe on her shirt and uh yeah i really appreciate that sort of like uh i guess cohesiveness across like timelines um i guess cohesion is a better word i like the cohesion that's what i
0: like yeah and and yeah even building off of that his his hat his red hat matches his sort of superhero persona when when he puts on his costume um so they walk they're sort of talking to each other um uh, we do have a, we, we do cut back, um, to sort of the past storytelling where they're getting ready for the battle. Um, that is, uh, that's, I, I, I enjoyed that. That's sort of very, you know, it's, it's a good way to sort of, uh, you know, the, the, terrific and a lot of scenes are very much sort of like police procedural and then we sort of jump over to like sci-fi so you know that's that's pretty cool the way they're able to do this in a comic i'm assuming like if this was on network tv uh people would be like wait what happened those people were just walking and talking in the snow and then all of a sudden i'm i'm off planet looking at these you know you know strange creatures and, and laser battles so that's another great thing that you can do in comics here
1: yeah I was actually thinking about that today when I was reading a comic about how, you know, uh, I was reading, I think I, I've been rereading Southern Cross lately about sort of what you can do with characters, you know, and that's sort of like the, that comics allow you to do. So mm-hmm. if you're, if you're reading this, um, you can appreciate it on like right away as like, as like on a lot of levels when you know that there's only one person controlling the performances I guess two people controlling the performances of a character Mm -hmm. and you sort of know that everything is designed and laid out to be a certain way for a certain reason, or at least you hope it is, if it's well, if it's well-written. So you like a character can be unlikable, you know, and um, almost completely unlikable, but you'll keep reading it, you know, because if the story is good enough and the, and the, it's well-drawn, you know, you'll want more of it as you go. And I guess you can kind of do that in film, but not like you do it in a comic where it's like, every page you can really appreciate the artistry and the storytelling and everything. And uh, not give allowances, but it's just you read it differently. Um, does that make sense?
0: No, no, I, I, I hear what you're saying there and, and, and I agree. Um, so moving past the sort of the, the, the fight scene we have with the, with the laser battle, um we move there's a you know there's a you know we have a brief sort of them watching the tv um we don't realize that at first that they're watching sort of the tv in the bar but we we go to a a nine panel grid Tom King nine panel grid shocker there what Um, and then uh so they're they're sort of having this like quick conversation on the left-facing page which is the nine panel grid but then when they get sort of to more of the um the more um meaty answers or the the, the it's more insight into the actually it's more into mr terrific here it slows down and it goes to the the to again what we've seen a lot here is the the wide three panel um, you know, this is a, this is a talking head scene. Um, you know, two folks sitting at a bar sharing sharing a drink. Uh, we do shift back to sort of the the glowing. Um, you know, she Alana's taken off of her taken off her her skull cap, her her jacket. We've shifted back to this glowing yellowish orange. But uh, what did you think about here? This sort of dialogue uh, scene. I liked it. I like how um, before they sort of again talking
1: about like real life leading into this Uh, they have a section where uh, Seth Meyers is talking with a a director Mm -hmm. whose movie's been delayed because of the invasion, which is sort of clearly in this conversation, a nod to the, uh, the uh, pandemic. Yes. Um, That was really cool to sort of set the tone, but also make the characters really relatable as far as what they're going through and trying to sort of grasp a sense of normalcy through this conversation in the midst of this huge, world-shaking backdrop now i really liked it i also like how both of them are sort of uh i like how alana seems to be trying to break down terrific's guard Mm -hmm. and he seems to be trying to let down his guard but in the end you realize one thing is that like i don't know like it's sort of like you find out that it's more of mr terrific who's been playing her this whole time Um, but i kind of like how it makes it seem like alana's playing him during this conversation.
0: Yeah, I, I, I agree. Um, so, you know, that, that conversation ends, we get a little bit more insight. And as you said, uh, we we kind of see that Terrific has been controlling the conversation and how much information he wants to, to, to let out where um, it seems like he's sort of, where it didn't seem like he was controlling the conversation, He really, he really was. Um, we, we, we flash back to, to another, to another battle scene. Um, you know, this is great. Um, classic, you know, jet packs, laser guns, big creatures fighting. Um, that, that's a lot of fun. Um, uh, stra- some
1: glitch. at the end of it, there's a glitch on the last panel. Um, yeah. on, on one of the pages, not the last panel, but on one of the pages, there's a glitch and I'm wondering if that's supposed to mean that there's some misinformation, like that's some place we'll have to recall later when they show what really happened or something.
0: Yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a good point. I uh, I that that's that's pretty interesting. Yeah, that will definitely hopefully pay off uh, at the end. But it's a it's it's a it's a great way to sort of uh, show don't tell. You know, it's not. You know, nobody's obviously in this timeline is saying anything, and and we as the reader, we get to see this. And you know, the the two characters that are in this panel, they're they're not aware of it, but we as the reader, we we are aware of it. So we get a little bit of information that they don't have, which is a great thing that you can do in comics as well. Yeah, it's very cool. So the 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 scene continues, but then we cut back to. Um, um, Alana and Mr. Terrific walking around in the snow. Um, you know, we, we do have a slowdown moment here on, on the left-facing page where they're sort of regrouping and then they go back into the battle. And it's um, probably some of the, the smallest panels we've seen on the right-facing page. Um, you know, they're, 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 the, the, the height of these panels, we haven't really seen a lot of. So we get a lot of quick... Um, action and and dialogue. But I thought what's interesting on this right facing page is when we cut to, um, you know, this is very fast. But then on that last bottom panel, when we cut to Alana and Strange in the in the snow, we really sort of slow down at that moment because of the the absurdity of the the. The structure, the the statue that they're looking at this this huge spoon with a um, cherry on the on the edge of the spoon. It's sort of like it takes a moment to make you stop and, and look at it because you're not expecting to to see sort of the the proportions of uh you know two small humans and then this large spoon. So it it it's it's an abstract way of sort of like really slowing us down. What did you think about that there?
1: Yeah, I really like how the panels get tighter and tighter leading up to it, kind of like we talked about in the last issue um, with the love scene, but it's was so a battle sequence. And then, yeah, to, to sort of jump back to the current timeline, have it be wide and sort of basically this, I don't know, insignificant, this art that's, you know, it's supposed to be like, it represents this like, you know, this huge work of art dedicated to this seemingly, you know, I guess not like unimportant you know, like two unimportant objects and in their mm-hmm. interactions. Thought um, that was interesting. I don't know what, like, if they're trying to say that like either what's happening in the past is insignificant, you know, that they're making something big out of two little things or is it the two little things are, are Mr. Triffic and Alana talking, you know, we're making too big of a deal out of it. Who knows?
0: Um, I I like that. I like that uh, perspective or that sort of point of view you have there.
1: Yeah. And then then we kind of get into a little bit more about um, sort of talk what we talked about with on the last issue about uh, sort of Alana and how she views, I guess, just other lives, not necessarily mankind, I guess. And Mm -hmm. uh, sort of her philosophy, which, again, contrasts with what we see in the past, you know
0: yeah so um you know this it's a it's a it's a it's a dialogue scene them walking in the snow we, we go back to the nine panel grid um I, I i think just looking at this i think one thing that's interesting is is I, I like how the top three they're walking at us the middle three they're walking left to right um and then the bottom three they're they're walking left to right which takes us um to, to the next page, um, and I, I'm looking at these. You know, we're, we still sort of have the same panel size at the top of this page, and I think what's interesting here is that they're having this this dialogue here, um, and straight. And, and I almost said strange. Um, terrific. His expression doesn't change, but in his, it's almost like a static image for him. Uh-huh. But she's sort of, um, we sort of, her head is straight. Then it's tilted into him a little bit, and then she turns to look at him. So again, it's a. I think you know he's being stoic in this moment and just sort of listening to her, and again, sort of maybe controlling the information that he's getting um, and letting her sort of talk. And he's he's taking everything in. Um, They they look at another uh, another sort of piece of artwork. um, This this bell. she builds a uh, a snowball and she throws it at the bell. They, they continue to talk uh, on another nine panel grid um, to just sort of move this, this storyline a lot uh, along. What did, what did you think about that right there?
1: Yeah. I really like how, yeah, Mr. Terrific brings up, um, uh, he brings up uh, For Whom um, by John Dunn. Mm-hmm. And uh, then, then Alana basically, undercuts like very cynically says that uh uh that she doesn't like the essay and um tells uh says that uh don needs to that don fellow needs to live a little more um (laughs) because no one ever hears it ring the bell and uh that's that it's very dark very dark moment but it's also interesting to sort of look into her again cynicism and darkness that's living inside her uh, what I liked about these pages, I too, is if you look at um, especially that last panel of the bell, mm-hmm. you see that, like, um, instead of, like, Jared's overlaying the pages with, like, you know, like, Clip Snow or whatever it is, he's overlaying it with, like, um, like what you'd get if you were, like, using, like, whiteout on a toothbrush, if you look at it. Mm-hmm. Like that's what the texture is. I thought that's really cool to see that like he doesn't, you know, he doesn't take a texture from like, you know, uh, like a snow texture. He takes it like how you would create it uh, if you were making it yourself on a, like an actual traditional page. Um, so I really appreciate that art touch right there.
0: Yeah. I, 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 I appreciate you pointing that out. Cause me uh, not uh, knowing that sort of art Technique, I wouldn't have I've picked up on that. We uh, we cut to uh, another flashback from from uh, the snow scene, just sort of moving that sort of battle along. But then we get the the second um, double page splash of the issue, um, and I think what's really you know this is obviously intentional, but sort of. Um, it's the same quote right and it's the yeah. they're they're in the same position that they were in previously um to tie all of that together so i you yeah. know i i really like that um the earlier one obviously everything was the 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 calm before the storm and then this one is just sort of like the chaos of war it's you know bright red and you know destruction so um i enjoyed that uh what are your thoughts on this double page splash yeah i agree i pretty much
1: just echoing everything you said uh, i agree completely i like how it echoes it complements the other one um in the inverse and uh yeah it's it's also cool just to sort of flesh out that, like it's just a cool science fiction double page spread i would have a poster of this in my office if i could it's really awesome
0: yeah um there we we shift back to uh the snow the conversation between terrific and alana they're walking around um the conversation's about to to finish up um again uh we we've talked about this um this really seems a lot like um uh this is the point where you know previously alana has been pulling a lot of strings and sort of controlling folks with the, you know, steering the conversation here, um, it's sort of reversed where Terrific is, you know, a lot of times he's just being quiet. Mm -hmm. Um, What did you think about, uh, for a second there, you know, if we look at this left-facing page, um, the middle three, um, did you sort of, for a moment, think that something was gonna happen there?
1: Yeah, definitely. I like how they were trying to set it up like Alana was seducing Mr. Terrific. Mm -hmm. And then he catches on to that and turns it completely on her head by basically questioning the story that Adam Strange has given her about what happened to their daughter who supposedly died before any of this happened. But only Adam saw that she died and found out about it. And that's sort of what they've been talking about this whole time. And And like almost like they're trying to build a connection between the two of them because Mr. Terrific lost his daughter as well. Uh, But in the end, you find out that he was just trying to get trying to figure out if if Alana knew the whole story. And then in the end, dropping that bit of knowledge and saying, like, you know, basically basically leaving her out in the cold. And uh, I really liked that that choice. Um, Yeah, I really liked it.
0: Yeah, this, I, I, I did as well. It's, uh, you know, we, 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 we moved the conversation a lot with the, the two nine panel grids um, and then we get the splash page where I, I think the dialogue is actually just sort of a call back to something she had said to him, right? So yeah. he sort of, again, is flipping flipping things on her. You know, he caught on to her actions. He steered the conversation and they actually, you know, used something that she said to sort of drive a point Uh, home to her so she's i i think that's the last we see of her in the in the current timeline yeah we have like two pages left um uh what do you think about how these last two pages go um fascinating i think we're
1: just like like we're like we just got to the midpoint and these first six issues have basically just been about sowing doubt in our minds Mm -hmm. and i really appreciated that that's sort of what this that sort of was confirmed by the end of this issue that this is all this, these six issues have just been a buildup to question for you, the reader, for me, the reader, I guess, to question everything that's been happening. So I'm really hoping that in the next six issues, they start answering questions and not sowing doubt anymore. Uh, because I don't want a, a doomsday clock scenario where we just get question after question for 10 issues and then, all the answers, like we get all the answers in the last two, or even to reference something that Mitch Jarrods and Tom King did, which is uh, sheriff of Babylon, which is a great story in those first six issues asking, you know, like making you ask a lot of questions and sort of having a lot of great character interaction. And then, you know, the next three issues are good too, but then the last two or so issues are just, just a dump of exposition revealing everything about the mystery instead of the characters solving it or anyone coming to a conclusion is just one person explaining everything. And, uh, I really hope that's not the case with this series and that we actually get like a satisfying, like sort of mystery to be solved after this, or at least the answers get sort of parsed parceled out in a, like in a, in a well-paced manner mm-hmm. instead of just dumped on the last two. Um, so that's sort of my my thoughts, but also some of my predictions as well. I guess hopeful predictions.
0: Yeah, I, I was actually thinking that that was going to be a good transition for us to move into the predictions. Um, and I, you, you started this conversation off really well. Um, I would have to think that we will not get the story structure like we got in Sheriff of Babylon. I, I you know, the 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 time that this team has gotten to work together. Yeah, I feel like these last, I feel like these last six issues, um, we're gonna get a lot, I'm hoping and I'm thinking and I'm predicting that we're gonna get a lot of questions answered. Um, Obviously, you know, they'll probably be hinted at, some of the minor things might be answered early on in the last six, but definitely like the last six or the last maybe three, um, issues of this series, a lot of stuff will be tied up. Um, so I'm thinking that that will be the case. Um, but do you have any predictions as to the, the, the fate of the daughter?
1: I think she's alive
0: or like, I'm guessing,
1: I'm guessing it's going to be some dark secret, like Adam strange offered her as some kind of sacrifice, you know, uh, to make sure that the war wouldn't continue. Like it was sort of like a, uh like a savior allegory or something like a god allegory where he's offering his child up as some kind of like peace offering or something like that or he's going to find out that the 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 alien race that he's been fighting the whole time was like you know uh like they were actually like citizens of ran or something like that like like actual you know something crazy like that and this is all sort of a an infiltration on rand's part of the of earth in a way like i don't know i mean it's going to be something like that that's sort of my prediction
0: yeah and i like that yeah so i think i'm starting to think that the daughter is is still alive as well i mean it's 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 great storytelling that like the only person who could possibly know is is strange and yeah. all these other people um, have to sort of take him at his word um so i i, I like that from a storytelling point but it also you know uh, you know there's, there's there's sort of like the classic sort of superhero trope that like nobody's dead unless you see the 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 body and even with exactly. that they could caught co- they could possibly you know superheroes everybody's coming back from from death but we haven't we haven't seen the, 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 the body, um, which is really morbid to, to think about. But due to the fact that we haven't seen that, it leaves the question up, is that child still alive? Um, so I'm starting to lean to the fact that that she's alive. and then that's going to create um, drama between Alana and strange and terrific. And you know, we have that investigator. We have you know, sort of this heroic figure it would lend him to be the one to sort of break the case and, and tell us you know, what's going on. So that's my prediction as well.
1: Yeah, that's a good prediction. And I, um, I think in the end though, I, I wanted to add to my prediction of it, it being all an invasion, Ran is invading earth. And, uh, but I'm guessing then that means the Justice League are gonna sort of declare war, excuse me, declare war on Adam Strange and Alana who I'm guessing had no idea that that was sort of the intention of Ran. Mm -hmm. Um, And then Mr. Terrific is going to believe them and sort of join up with them. And it's sort of going to be like Mr. Terrific, uh, Lana, Adam Strange versus the Justice League and whatever armies Ran is sending to to take over Earth. That's just sort of, that's my final prediction.
0: I like that. That would be sort of a great way to sort of, end this with a heroic sort of superhero fight and, and involve more of the DC universe. What do you think the deal is with the sort of digital glitches that we see here and there? Um, when we go back in the timeline, um, what do you, th- what do you, what do you think is going on there? I think you hinted at it a little bit that you think there's some manipulation by, by RAN, um, uh, you know, the, 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 the beings of RAN is, is, is that what, uh, you think is going on there?
1: It's either that or it's, or it's, um, it's something where like something's going on with Adam in that moment that we need to know about. And that eventually when uh, I think that like, it's sort of unclear as to whose perspective, like if this is Adam or if this is just a story Adam told about what all of that happened. Well, actually we do know this is the book that he wrote. Right. Mm -hmm. So this is uh, so we're going to have to go back and like bookmark those, those places where it's sort of glitching and, uh, you know like that'll be there'll be more explanation as to what's really going on in those moments or they are there going to be key moments in the like the final answer well they will be key moments in the final answer to the, the book yeah that's my prediction
0: cool so um i think we've done a pretty thorough review of these these three yeah. issues um and if if you don't have any uh other thoughts or or ideas uh, i think we're going to wrap this up uh do you have anything else you want to bring up as we as we close out
1: Nope, I um, thought like you said. I agree completely. We we covered it well.
0: Yeah, and uh, you know here we are at the midpoint, and there's nothing more than uh, excitement and hopefully uh, reading a lot more of of these adventures. So we're we're only halfway there, which is which is pretty exciting. Yeah. Very cool. Well, I'd like to thank everybody for listening. If you could please give us a rating and review on the podcasting service you use, we'd really appreciate it. If you want to follow the podcast, we're on social media. Twitter is at construct Pod, Instagram is constructing comics pod Facebook and YouTube is constructing comics. Also we, at the time of this recording, we're getting down to the, to the wire with dino thrashers. Um, uh, we're, we're, we're less than a week. Um, I'm publishing that book and, and Noah is the artist. Um, and we recently announced that uh, we're, we're going for a sketch card stretch goal, which we're pretty close to. So we're going to have a link to, to Dino Thrashers uh, in, the, in the show notes as well. Uh, one more story that we have that's uh, part of a Kickstarter is uh, Noah and I co-wrote a story called Tablets. Um, which has art by Ertan Seahan. And that's part of the Great Commandment Anthology. Um, That one is going on as well. So we're going to have a link to that um, in the show notes. Uh, If anybody anybody listening wants to check that out, we'd really appreciate it. Um, But I'd like to thank everybody for listening. Uh, Please be safe, be nice to each other and go out there and make some comics. Thank you.